welcome to Cinema Hangover Podcast, where three completely unqualified individuals drink and talk about movies. My name is Shannon, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Oliver and Taylor. Yo. Yo, yo. And oh. today, we are, <laughs> we are talking about... Our second anime movie. Second anime movie. Yes! I yeah. never thought I'd be saying this. Yeah, our second <laughs> anime movie, our first being Your Name. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, before we get started, I would say go listen to Your Name. Oh, for sure. Probably Check it out. Probably going to be comparisons I can already tell from Shannon, because that's the only other anime movie she's probably ever seen. <laughs> yeah, and it'll give you kind of an idea of how I feel about anime movies. Mm, yeah, that's probably yeah, a good, yeah, a good yeah, a we good talk about how way. I feel about anime We'll movies. see how much of that has changed so as a result of this movie. We watched A Silent Voice, and in theme for that, we have a drink. Yes, so we kind of created a bit of a mixed drink for this one. So we have a bit of sake. Uh, it's Junmai Jinjo Nigui Sake. Totally mispronounced it in every way, shape, and form. But <laughs> <clears throat> we mixed that with pineapple juice and... What is this? Grenadine? Grenadine. Grenadine. Yes. So it's like a tequila sunrise. But sake sunrise. Mm-hmm. Minus the tequila, sake sunrise. And it's actually pretty good, mainly because this sake is a bit of on the sweeter side, yeah. so it actually works well with the rest of the it's flavors. Yeah, yeah. I was a little worried it'd be too and sweet, and it's kind of it's, it's kind of pink in color, and there's yeah. like a lot of cherry blossoms in this, and mm-hmm. pink colors. I feel like. Even though this movie's sad as fuck, but yeah, it definitely yeah, has some cherry sides to it. <laughs> so, yeah, why I guess, you tell us about this movie? All yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try my best because I think on the surface it's very simple, but mm-hmm. in execution it's like pretty layered. Yeah, right? it has some density to it. So for sure. basically, it's about um, the main character's name is Shoyo, Shoyo Ishida, and he is. It starts his life. <laughs> oh my gosh, where do you even start? I know. It starts <laughs> uh, essentially. He's in sixth grade. A girl mm-hmm. joins his class um, named Sho- Shoko Nishima Nishimiya. Uh, Shoko, for short, is basically what they call her. And she joins in his class, and she's deaf. Mm-hmm. And she is bullied relentlessly from everybody in class, but especially him, Shoya, our main character, mm-hmm. in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Which eventually causes her to switch schools. Mm-hmm. It then flashes forward years later, and he decides, I guess if I'm giving just a very brief synopsis, he decides that he wants to kind of make amends mm-hmm. for this, for what he did in the past. And that's kind of basically what it's about. It's that journey. Yeah. And there's a lot of ups and downs. Yes. And <laughs> I think one of the first things to hit upon is just uh, like basically from the beginning and just progress from there. And one of the first things I noticed quite rapidly is that um, Shoya's, you know, initial character when he's, you know, in elementary school, he's the best way I would describe him, at least in how he's depicted in the film, he's definitely like kind of the cool kid. You know, he has he's like, like his. Cool kid cla- <laughs> he's a bit of an asshole. <laughs> he's, he's kind of the cool kid, but also kind of the class clown. Like it's yeah. clear that to an he extent, wants, yeah, he, he wants the attention, and it and it's it kind of follows Shoya um, and Shoko, mm-hmm. uh, and their kind of adjacent friend group. Yeah, they're they like they mini have. entourage. So, so yeah. in it's this sixth grade class, even mm-hmm. though it jumps forward to high school. Mm-hmm where everyone is kind of at different schools doing yeah. different things, it kind of follows this core group of friends that impacted sh- both, I guess, Shoko and Shoya's mm-hmm. life in such, like, heavy, meaningful way. Yeah. Um, and so it follows them, and it immediately starts with an older Shoya, before we even know the context, uh, and he is going to kill himself. He's about to jump yeah. off a bridge. That's how the movie opens. Yeah. It opens with that, and... Then you get to kind of learn the context of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of the things I found immediately was the relationships that each of the characters have with each other. So, like, say, one of them that really is poignant is Nako. Uh, she's, like, the 
black-haired, you know, girl in the class that sits next to mm-hmm. Shoya. And it's, it seems quite early on that she has a bit of, like, a liking to Shoya. And I based on like her interactions. Was, yeah, really quick, I felt like it was actually kind of the other way around. I almost felt like he, well, I think it was he mutual. liked her. He, it seemed like the bullying started because he was trying to impress her. Yes, almost. but she also, based on like just like the way that she was looking at him and things like that, yeah. like she also liked him too yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Its, in its own way. And it's kind of like supported later on in the film, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, it seems as if there was like a connection there. And then he had his like main two friends that were like his boys. Mm-hmm. They would play games and just mess around. And then there were like the other, you know, kids in class and all that jazz. But then when Shoko comes in, and they find out, oh, she's deaf and she has a notebook and everything. I think the major instigation was Noako because she was like, oh, this is a huge inconvenience of having this person here and all that right. stuff and all the things we have to accommodate she, for. Well, yeah, once... she, she, there's a couple times like because Shoyo really wasn't saying and doing anything right exactly, off the bat. But he, was... he kept hearing, what's her name? Naoka. Naoka, mm-hmm. like saying things yep. about it. And yep. then that's when there was like kind of a switch with him. Exactly, Na- exactly. Naoka and Miki. So those were like, she. Miki is the blonde haired friend. Right. Um, Miki, mother. Okay, yeah, we'll there's, there's something about that character I've always like. So you're not the only one. Yeah. Uh, I want to touch on that. Okay, cool, cool. But, uh, Naoka and Miki, they're kind of the cool girls, it seems like. Yeah. Like, maybe not even cool, but like the popular girls in sixth grade. Yeah. And um, it it becomes pretty clear that Shoya is trying to impress both of them and everyone in the class, but also like it seems especially Naoka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. So they just bully the shit out of Shoko. Oh, Shoko. It's so cruel. Yeah. Like it was next level where like the dude's like. Like calling her names and all that jazz, throwing dust in her face. There was a point where they were actually like throwing and away her fucking earbuds. I was like, motherfucker, do you understand how valuable yeah, that is? Her, what yeah, the they fuck? Were, like tearing out her hearing aids, and she went through in the span of her being there for a couple months. Like five or eight, was it eight? It was. I thought it was like five or six. I, I think it was eight, and there was Damn. one point where Shoyo rips her hearing aid out and actually injures her. Yeah, you to bleed, and yeah. then later on in the movie, it seems like that might have actually permanently damaged her ear because yeah. that's the year that she, like, loses com- all of her hearing out. Oh, I didn't even recognize that. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, but, but Shit. Yeah, but she's bullied Damn. relentlessly, and I think what makes it even more tragic is that she, even though she's being bullied, she's, like, just... As much as she's relentlessly bullied, she's also relentlessly like kind. Yes, she's she's, she's like, like saying, I'm sorry. I'm she apologizes right. for people right. bullying and her. The, no matter what. The, and there's an aspect about that that is explored further in the film that yeah. kind of like puts a huge circle around it. But it was just just the idea that early on she was like taking the strategy, like killed him with kindness kind of deal. That's what kept going through my mind each time I kept seeing her yeah. do stuff like that. But she just desperately just wanted to be friends with people. Yeah. And she just wanted to have that connection. And she kind of did for a brief period. So there was this one character trying to, uh, Miyoko. Yeah, yeah. Miyoko. And she actually was like, hey, I want to learn sign language. Because it was a point in the, the film when they're still in elementary school where there's a, I guess, uh, I would say sign language teacher that pops in. It's like, hey, you know, we have this new student here. And it would be nice for everyone to learn sign language so that it would be easier to communicate with her. And then Miyoka pops up. It's like, oh, hey, I would love to learn sign language. Well, That'd be awesome. she pops up because everybody's like. Not saying anything. Like, everyone's kind, well, everyone's kind of like, yeah, so everyone's like, why doesn't she just. Keep using the notebook. The, especially yeah. the frustration, it seems, especially for Naoka. Um, but everyone else in the class is that they have to change the way that they're doing things now all to compensate for this one person. Which. Is like the crazy thing is like from a kid's mindset, maybe that seems like a huge world change, but for 
the reality of things that's that's super small. Right. Yeah. But again, that's the thing. Like you have to kind of put yourself in like a rewind mentally to see like, okay, what was it like as a kid? What would this be something that would well, be considered an inconvenience? Like, ah, it's it's, it's, it's squirrely. Somewhat went through this as a kid. Oh, fair. Okay. And where I was at a daycare with mm-hmm. a kid that was um, autistic and deaf. Oh, ooh. Nobody wanted to hang out with him. Uh. And I was the only kid that hung out with him and actually tried to learn sign language from him mm-hmm. for him. And I just like watching this movie, it made me think about that. And mm-hmm. I can only imagine like just how other kids were to him. And it yeah. was like, I, I don't get why you would just want to be so mean just because but kids are mean. different. Like I kids know. are mean. I Very know. reactionary. Like, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. understand that because that's just like not how I was. But it's like kids are so, fucking cruel. Yeah. So so you would be the Miyoko then in that story. Seems but, like it. But, yeah. but essentially, Miyoko then starts to be friends. Uh, with Shoko, and uh, they start making fun of Miyoko. Mm-hmm. They yeah. start making fun of her for her outfits, like yeah. how she's dressed. And she ends up leaving that school. Yeah, she, she does. Before, before yeah. Shoko. Um, and, and this carries on until Shoko leaves, and once she leaves... Uh, Wait, hold up. There's a point where Shoya actually gets recognized for his bullying. Well, that... It's after she leaves. Is it after or before? Yeah, I think it's after she it leaves. After oh. she leaves. So yeah. she leaves the school, and then the, they basically say the reason she's leaving the school is because she's been bullied so. Oh yeah. So yeah. Rel- so relentlessly, and at that mm. point, that's when every they they demand somebody like who's been bullying her. Like she's gone through all these hearing aids. Who's been bullying her? Mm. And everybody just pins it on him. Yeah, Nayaka was like the first ones. Like, well, Shoya like teased her a little bit, and he's like. Bitch, what you say? You started this shit, and, and you were involved, and, and, and you were involved, and, and he was like pointing fingers and shit. Miki does the oh, same yeah. thing, and they all of his friends they all turn on him, mm-hmm. and he immediately becomes an public enemy number one. Can I just say something about Miki real quick? That was the point where I realized like this motherfucker because she puts on the fucking crocodile tears. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god, how can he say that to me? And it's, it's it's funny because, and I think we'll get to this as we kind of dissect yeah, it, but yeah. it's funny because she kind of maintains that. And I think a lot of this movie has to do with how people respond to confrontation or yes. life yeah, well, changes. Because I know nobody in that movie really took what happened and try to be better from it, except for Shoya. Yeah. Nope. Well, <laughs> well, okay. Uh, there's kind of, I've, <laughs> well, I feel like we should go into that because there's yeah. kind of like, there, everybody in the movie in one way or another has arcs yeah. in, in how they acknowledge, how they, in like how they don't, didn't handle the situation properly, right. basically. Right. And that's the thing. Or how I'm they rec- don't, and it's not even just this situation. I think it's like how they don't handle like life. Life. Properly, and that's the biggest ways. thing I recognize about this film. It's like one of the major underarching themes behind this is this is a path of redemption for Shoya. He's yes. trying to redeem himself. And what I've always found fascinating is like there's this notion of when you're trying to redeem yourself, depending upon the degree in which you fucked up, there is an aspect where you are partial. Like there is like a death in you that has to happen for you to change entirely. Because so- sometimes you are so flawed well, what you believe in or how you function, mm-hmm. that the only thing that your mind kind of, can, uh, you know, creates this solution is that I need to die for yeah. me to mm-hmm. res- res- find resolution so, for this. So, yeah, basically, <clears throat> yeah, basically the world would be a better place. Exactly. And, and he's not the only one that feels that way. Which is as, a curious thing, go, too, yeah. 
go into the movie deeper, you find out that Shoko feels the same way. Yeah. He's the victim of all of this. Right. Um, but basically after he, so he becomes ousted mm-hmm. from, from the public. And then it cuts forward again in time to him being in high school where he has kind of let this shun from this, his school and friends kind of shape who he is. And now he has like a super hard, he has like, it's impossible for him to even like look people in the eyes. Mm-hmm. And he basically feels like he can't form connections with anybody. Cause he feels extraordinary shame. Yeah. He's, he's ashamed. Well, I think one of the biggest driving points that really sunk in the shame for Shoya was the idea that her his mother was involved in the situation in the way that she not only apologized, but there was a scene where her ear was bleeding. And I'm like, what the fuck happened there? I was so confused. Yeah, I was like, did what so did she get she slapped goes, in the face? Did the ear wing yeah, was used in order to wet some medical? What happened? I didn't know if it was like some alternate reality because mm. it was also like the same ear that I don't know. Yeah, Shoko I don't know if she was, hurt herself. Even. Was it like perception? Like, well, so what happened was Shoya's mom went to go talk to Shoko's mom. Yeah, and as we find out later on in the film, Shoko's mom is. One feisty. Yo! Member. Yo! And oh, yeah. So sh- I, what I'm assuming happened is she just beat the crap out of. No. No, I don't no, think I that's think what. So. I mean, no, I don't think no, so. No, so no, basically, no. she goes. She So so this is again back when he's in sixth grade. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she goes and apologizes on behalf of her son and is like bowing towards um, Shoko's mm-hmm. mother, which is, uh, you know. Like a Japanese custom. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Apology. You know, yeah, and um, she, you can see her gesturing to to Shoya, and Shoya can't hear anything. He's kind of like on the outskirts of the conversation. Mm-hmm. He's like in the he car, walks, just chilling. Yeah, and then when he walks back, uh, her mom, his mom's ear is bleeding, and I took it almost more as like she maybe did that to her ear herself, as like a like a form of repentance. Like yeah, I'm, form the, of I'm repentance. the mothers of this child who caused harm to your child. So it was like a physical you. manifestation of the inward pain. That he caused to Shoko, right? Uh, out on so it could be like a cultural thing that's like you know not yeah. I'm not, like I'm not really sure. It's not really explained. Yeah, um, I think it is also important to note as before we go on even further. Yeah, that this is based on a like a fairly long running manga. It's based on a book oh. or a series of books. Rather. Yeah, I just recently uh, found that out. A, yeah, a series of books, uh, seven of them. I Whoa! Think. So you're watching this two hour movie, and uh, it is. There's a lot of content that they had to kind of condense into Damn. this movie. So I think if any of us or anyone watching it feels mm-hmm. like maybe some things are, you know, cut over quickly. Yeah. That is definitely explained in the books. I just did a quick peek at Reddit. I'm sorry, Oliver. I know you're going to get mad at me for doing that. And someone said that they think that she, like, ripped her earrings out so she could sell them. That's what I was thinking, to too, to pay for the earrings. earbuds. That's, mm-hmm. okay, that was my initial, like, uh, theory so of what it was. So it seems like it's pretty unclear to everybody, like, what exactly. I, yeah, I didn't think that the, I didn't think that in the conversation that we see, though, that it was Shoko's mom beating the shit out of her. No. I felt like it was more so But, her. but I mean, yeah! it wouldn't be the first time well, she you! beat the shit out of yeah, so, That's, like, way later, but, yeah, so oh, my God. It, carry for that scene. Eventually, <laughs> he gets ousted, and he becomes, yeah, he's so filled with shame that he, like, no longer can really function in society right yeah. and right. uh this is where he decides to kill himself and it's how the movie starts dude he literally had the plan and everything and yeah, that's he, when you know he, we, he rips off the bottom half of his calendar he decides when he's gonna kill himself he, he, he went through the job, whole gambit he yeah takes all of his money out he gives it to his mom and with an apology letter yeah it's basically. like sorry that you had to spend all this money on my dumbass mistake my and bad then and he then goes 
And then he goes to a bridge where he's going to jump off and kill himself and fireworks go off. And fireworks kind of seem to also be a bit yeah. of a symbol here. Yeah. And that yeah. stops him from doing what he was going to do. I thought there was something else that there was like another element that stopped him outside of the fireworks. Because I feel like there would have been more. That's mm, maybe I don't really. He's like I ready to go. He's like on that bridge. Like, oh, why? Uh, but but he basically he decides, you know, when he's going to kill himself, he decides that he's also going to go see Shoko. That's right. One okay. More, that, one that more was time. It. Yeah. This is before he's going to kill himself. Yeah. And he goes and sees her and he talks to her, says he wants to be her friend. All of a sudden it realizes that the sign language that she was doing towards him when she was a kid was, was the same gesture of friend. And he was like, wow, I'm a dick. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> wow, I'm an asshole. Yeah. Just like sunken even more like, wow, I, I and he really apologizes and then he goes to go kill himself and the fireworks go off and he, for one reason or another, maybe there's more, I don't remember. Mm. He decides not to go through with it. And right. instead he kind of makes it his mission going forward in the movie to... to the friend Shoko. Right. It's like, hey, I really fucked up and I was that much of a dick. Let me actually make amends and actually be the friend that I should have been. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's 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 really cute. It's also really sad. Yo. Um, you know, Seriously. he's Shoko has a little a little sister who at first they think is a little brother. Okay. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> I gotta Yuzuru. say, and maybe yeah. it's just because I don't watch anime. Mm-hmm. So correct me if I'm wrong. Like, is I like I just feel like there's a lot of diversity in this movie. Does that happen a lot yeah. in anime? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I was actually Yo, kind of anime is like pretty surprised. diverse. Yeah. No, I mean, there's there's a lot of oh my god I I fucking I with fucking love Maria. Yo, fucking that love kid. Maria. Oh my god, that kid's so great. Maria, I love Maria. So just Maria is yeah. the I guess it would be That's sister yeah. show show your sisters. Wait, niece. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Cherry's niece. Trying to like figure that out. <laughs> and she's got to be like I don't know three or something. Oh my god, she's like the cutest and she's character. Just the cutest oh my god, she's adorable. so cool. She doesn't need to be in the movie, but she also does because she, she just so adds such like life to it. It's like oh my yeah. god, yeah. yeah. So you have like the interracial couple between yeah, yeah. Shoya and Shoya's husband or boyfriend. No, Shoya's sisters. Yeah, Shoya's sisters. Which they always obscure her face throughout the course of the movie. Yeah, I was gonna say it's so weird because you see. The husband's face. Yeah. But you don't see her face. Her face is also obscured in the manga. I know that. Maybe it's like an inside joke thing. I don't know. So weird. But then you have um, Shoko's sister. Sister, yeah. Who, Yuzuru. for the first, like, very tomboy. Actually, she's minutes like, of the movie, you think is a boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think it's, you actually think it's Shoko's boyfriend. Uh, and Yuzuru has like such a tragic arc too. I know. Yeah. Yuzuru being her little sister mm-hmm. and ah uh, yeah, this this movie it's it's just a, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It there's all there's a level of depth with each of the characters. Like each character that you're introduced to, you mainly see like the surface level elements, mm-hmm. but then once you get to know them along with Shoya and see more of like the histories and the things they struggle with, you're like, "Oh shit, these motherfuckers yeah. go through some this was and, you shit. know, at this point, I think, it, I don't really know that there would be too many spoilers for the movie, in but, the sense of, like, I think it kind of, there's not a lot of twists or anything. Right, but, but it, think, just for the sake of, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it, there is some spoiler. Yeah, I mean, Because, like, when, when I was told to watch this movie, it was just like, watch this movie about this deaf girl, it's, like, really sad, and that's kind of, like, all you really know about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think if... if at anything we've been saying so far has sounded interesting. I think you should just watch it. Yeah. I think that's, at least for me, it's an easy recommend. Mm-hmm. And then you can come back and you can finish the podcast with us as we try to, like... Try. Uh, yeah. Keyword try. Un- un- unpack this. <laughs> right. But 
so essentially first, if we're going again chronological, yeah. he is working on trying to break through to uh, Shoko. Mm-hmm. And in this process, he ends up stopping this um, uh, the, outcast but, kid, the big kid, the bigger oh, kid. Oh, I love him! Yeah! The bigger kid in, in class who's kind of like the nerdy, I would assume, bigger kid yeah. uh, in, in class who stops his bike from getting stolen. He literally and walks up to dudes like, yo, just take my bike. Yeah, and he's like, he, show, yeah, he fucking stole he, it. Show, yeah, Shoya's like, hey, why don't you just take my bike instead? And yeah. the guy's like, yeah, sure. And then steals Shoya's bike. <laughs> but uh, the friends, this this guy that he's, you know, the bike he saves, he's like the short, kind of awkward kid. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Tomohiro. Yeah, dude's got heart, though. Fucking oh love this gosh. guy. And you're like, fuck, fuck yeah. He's the first. <laughs> so a really interesting choice that we haven't even mentioned yet is that the way that uh, Shoya sees the world mm-hmm. is that it's it's represented with X's on everybody's yeah. face. Yeah. So everybody walks around. They have these giant X's that kind yeah. of obscure their faces, kind of symbol like literally and and figuratively symbolizing his his disconnect, his inability to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Another thing to also note too is and that Hero is the first one that the X falls off of. Yeah. Yes. And another thing to note too is that he actually covers his ears at the very like you know early on in the film where he's in the classroom. Everyone has X's on them, and he covers his ears, and that is like the beginning of this thread that continues on to the end of the film where mm-hmm. he uncovers his ears and he's like exposed to everything. Yeah. So, which is, a, it's also an interesting, um, comparison to obviously, Oh, Shoko's yeah. Deaf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he uses, he uses, the, you know, putting his hands over his ears and not hearing anything as an escape from mm-hmm. reality. Whereas Shoko doesn't have that luxury. She's deaf. Right. And, and so and there is like an interesting comparison between the two characters there. Yeah. Which I, I also appreciate as well that the creation of, creating that similar experiences from one aspect to another. And I also felt like for the most part, you understand, like you, the movie kind of has to move and on, on you connecting with Shoya and connecting with Shoya's friendships. Like if mm-hmm. you don't enjoy that or you don't feel that I, mm-hmm. I, this movie wouldn't really work. Oh yeah. And I think that luckily it does. Like I love Tomohiro. Like I love the mm-hmm. friendship that he, he creates a Tomohiro who's kind of like the main friend. Right? Oh, yeah. That dude's like got his back no matter what. And it's like yeah. so great. And so funny. Grabs his little French fry and like yeah! has a cigarette yeah. and has this whole conversation yeah. in an American accent. Yeah. 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 That was so cool. It's that's, great. Yeah, I love that. It's like, how do you make friends? Because that was actually a pretty cool conversation where Shoya is talking to, uh, what was the name again? Tomohiro. Tomohiro. And he's like, okay, so... I apparently haven't done this in a hot minute. How the hell do you make friends? Like, how do you effectively like well, go through this get, process? I think it starts. I think it yeah. starts with Tomohiro saying that Shoya is his friend. Yeah, and, and Shoya is taking it back and is like, "I don't even know how to make friends." Well, and it's also I think and in I think that he's it, like trying to figure out like his how, place with Shoko. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that was the thing I, I yeah. noticed too. Is like he was trying to figure out, okay, how do I do this with Shoko? Because yeah. I fucked up royally. So. Yeah. And so he, yeah, so he pursues this friendship with Shoko, mm-hmm. um, kind of to make amends. And I think probably for me, one of the most interesting aspects of the entire movie is the message of trying to figure out what it means to like actually live and mm. actually find enjoyment in life and be happy. Because at first, I think one of the major arcs of the movie is at first, you're not really sure why Shoya, besides it's the obvious that he's trying to make amends, you're not really sure why he's trying to make amends. And it seems it seems like at first it was for selfish reasons. Like he wanted to live, he wanted to clear his name with Shoko. 
which ends up creating more kind well, of problems for Shoko and everybody around him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it seems like at the end, he realizes that he genuinely enjoys Shoko's company. Mm-hmm. So with that, I get the idea, and it's even mentioned in the film, that the selfishness aspect of it, but for me, when I was watching it initially... I just recognized that Shoya was experiencing significant shame. Like, his conscience, like, fucking triggered. And he's like, dude, you were a dick. And you, there was a good reason why you were shunned from society. Because you were an asshole. Well, it's funny because... I shouldn't say funny. It's not funny. The whole thing is not funny. But uh-huh. he goes from being the bullier to now the bully. That didn't work. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. The victim, like, like instantly. Yeah. The second they were like, oh, he's the one that did it. Like, his friends cut him off. They Mm -hmm. they started bullying him, and he had no friends. Yeah. I'm sure there was a point where he was just like, this is what I did to show ya. Yeah. Shoko. Shoko. Yeah. Yeah, no. They're so close. But, and even to a degree where as he's going to this junior high school, there's rumors already of how Shoya treated Shoko Mm -hmm. and it's that reputation's following him. Mm -hmm. And so that's creating that greater sense of disconnection because, oh, this is following me. This is this great weight or shadow that's constantly, you know, behind me of the shit that I've done. And which kind of, you know, leads to the whole, you know, him killing himself, making amends and stuff because. With so much... Wanting uh, to kill himself. Wanting to kill himself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the recognition of one making such an error, you know, you know, he goes to the point of what does he do? And I think he was just following his mother's example and also following his conscience in a way where he's like, okay, I got I to gotta do something about this. So that's why he was like, all right, let me take care of some loose ends and then take myself out. And then he was like, well, I'm already in the process of taking the meds. But even, so yeah, but let he, me just go but for even it. But he, even he realizes after that moment that killing himself is actually just doing more damage well, than it is doing anything good. And his mom is the one that calls him out and says, there we go. You don't yeah. Get, yeah, basically, you would do that to me, like, you would do that to everybody, and you don't get to be a martyr. That's basically, like, what she called that is, is that what she said? She said mm-hmm. Yeah, she says, you don't yeah. get to be a martyr. Um, and it's, it's, huh? that was Wait. kind of one of the moments. I just got a quick question. Did you watch this with subs or dubbed? Oh, that's a good question. Dubbed. You watch it sub? No, I watched it with uh, English dubbed. Yeah. yeah, I watched the English dub as well. Huh? But yeah, he oh, she okay. says you don't get to be basically you don't get to be a martyr, um, and it's an interesting it's an interesting point to to bring out because I think it does highlight the fact that in his attempts to do the right thing, he's also servicing himself. Like, yeah, and I think that's just one of the difficulties that this well, one of the things this film is trying to showcase is that navigating life is a bitch. And one of the difficulties is that of that is even when you're trying to make amends and reconcile and going down the path of redemption, that in of itself is a struggle because, you know, not everyone's taught how to do this shit. And most people don't even taught how to do this shit. So he's stumbling about trying to figure this out. But he's trying and he actively is putting an effort. And anytime he's at a point where he's confronted with this, you know, past deeds or anything he like recognizes this takes accountability and he's trying to take care of people point up until a certain point there's a Mm -hmm. he has a he the his his happiness peaks when he he finally kind of earns back all of his friends Mm -hmm. and they go to this um 
carnival or fair. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And they're having, he, he even asks the question, he's like, do I deserve to be happy? Yeah, which um, is, yeah, that's a fair yeah, question. Yeah, he's like, yeah. this is the happy, like, am I actually happy? Do I deserve to be happy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's having this great time at the fair. And then shortly thereafter, uh, at, at that same, I mean, at that same time, Nauka confronts uh, Shoko mm-hmm. and is basically like, dude, that shit takes was... her on the Ferris wheel and just like, Rips, rips her, rips her. Yeah. dude. That shit was so, so bad. She is a little biatch. So here's here's something real quick. So connecting with Naoko's like character, motherfucker. I don't. How mm. can you even connect with her character? No, no, no. Like connecting what we just mentioned with oh. Naoko's character. Um, <laughs> so, rewinding a little bit. So hold on, hold on, real quick. What actually? Wait. What was your thought? Well, no. What I, the only thing I was gonna say is like I I don't I don't think that you can. I think Naoko is pretty reprehensible in the entire movie. But right. I right. Think the mindset that she has is one when she's a kid it's that everybody kind of has to change everything her 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 life air quotes turns upside Ooh. down once shoko comes in because now everybody has to kind of change the way that they're doing things to compensate for shoko which is extremely selfish right but then as an adult she goes well like a, a teenager or, yeah 18 years Rhodes old up. whatever oh yeah that's right fought um high schooler i yeah, guess yeah yeah as a older as a teenager yeah she goes um and her mindset has shifted to basically like you are making sh- you are you are like kind of the embodiment of <laughs> shoya's guilt and you are like making him feel more guilty and you being here is just causing more problems for him mm-hmm. like it, w- it would be better if you weren't here and it's interesting because no uh, nayoka is like is selfish in this regards but also it reinforces her investment in Shoya, like the showing that she really like cares about him in this twisted way. Yeah. And well, she's also, I'm per, isn't she the one at the end of the movie that doesn't leave his side in the hospital? Yes, bed? and that's the yeah, huge okay. thing. And that was one of the huge things. We can get things. to that because that's another yeah, yeah. The twist. But. Yeah, that is, the, well, yeah, one of the twists is that, you know, Naoka actually kept sticking around and she, I remember there's the point where Naoka is reintroduced into Shoya's life and he, is walking down in one of the cities and Nayoka is like giving out flyers and coupons for the Meow Meow store that she's at. Meow Meow Cafe. <laughs> Meow Meow Cafe, that's it. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of funny because it's like a cat cafe in Japan. It's like, oh yeah, those are actually a thing. And it's like one of the places I actually want to check. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Cafe so yeah. That'd be Sorry. so cool. But yeah, but um, so when he's passing her, there's a moment where they exchange eye contact and the way that her expression shifts. That's like, that's damn. That I'm glad they got that attention to detail of like the moment when you're passing someone that you recognize and like all the recollection of the past is like reflected in their face. Mm-hmm. That's like that's just damn good storytelling. Just that yeah. little moment. So it's those little details that really struck for, out for an animated movie. There's a lot of little details like that. that yeah, I it gives life to the characters. Yeah, that makes it feel a lot more real. Yes, another reason why anime is so good. Yeah, this. Movie does not feel very anime. Like it does, but like <laughs> at least from what I that. know, like when you watch anime, you're like, oh, this is anime as fuck. So this was not one of those movies. That actually leads to a, a bit of a side mo- note that I wanted to hit on because that actually presents a really good point. Anime, when it comes down to a lot of people's like initial impression, they get used to the old shoujin anime approach. So like the Naruto's, the Dragon Balls, the Bleaches, and all that stuff, and One Piece for damn sure. And it's the, such a disservice. Anime, right, right. Well, though. the Sorry, thing is, like, not show. I'm sure I'm t- talking about like the, to, to to yeah water anime down to that. To that is such. A, it's like the closest equivalent I can come up with. Is like if your main interpretation of action movies is like say Fast and Fur- 
<laughs> I'm not sure if that's like the right because <laughs> you're actually like fast food show. Love it. <laughs> well, like say Transformers. There oh we go. God. If your biggest like, you know, I would say exposure to like nerd based properties or like you know superhero based stuffs like Transformers or like you know a really bad like Marvel movie, then you're like, well, this stuff trash. But if you see something that's really good, like say The Dark Knight or Joker or even like say Logan, you're like, wow, this can actually have depth. And anime is much more broad in that regards where yes they do have the cookie cutter or even the more like action-packed type of there's, shojin anime but they an have entire, depth there's an entire, other type of yeah content. there's an entire genre of anime called slice of life which is just yeah like yeah grounded in reality day-to-day life norm like that's i would almost this is almost like a slice of life anime actually another analogy just came to mind too is that it's the same way how the west it basically treats animation in general because oftentimes there's a perception that animation is for kids, right? But then when you see the breadth of an- animation that exists that can cater for not just children but also adults and va- explore various aspects of life in a very effective way, anime is the exact same thing but just from the Japanese culture. So if you have that type of perspective and you can appreciate that with Western animation, then anime is kind of in that same ballpark yeah. where it's just a medium to express these various stories. Yeah, and I... I it- I guess I was going to ask this later on, but it's a good time to ask it now. In you, when the Your Name episode of the podcast, we had had a whole discussion about whether or not we felt like it could be a live action movie instead. Mm. I wanted to ask Shannon, do you feel like a silent voice could be live action? Because I know how I feel about that question, but I think it could. I don't. I don't think it should. I don't. I don't feel really? like it could be. I mean, it, yeah, it I could, think it one hundred percent could be. Yeah, I mean, but, could it? But what? there's there's an element here. I don't know, actually, I'm I'm gonna take back what I said. I don't think it should. I mean, I think it mm. would still be a great movie. That's the thing that makes it tricky when it comes down to it's, this type of I mean, like the, the transition of the mediums. Story of this movie is like I I mean, I think it's brilliant. I think it mm-hmm. does a really good job yeah. story like storytelling. Showing like how one how kids are at, mm-hmm. at that age and how little things like that not little things big things like that can like impact you and mm-hmm. it's like that time in your life is so important it yep. really like shapes who you are and it shows that with each character and like all the different paths that they go down because of this incident that happens right and I mean I just I I think that this movie. It could work as a live action. I mean, it's it's such a good story and it's so impactful. I don't think it has to be an anime for it to work. No, like it doesn't have to like stay in the anime realm. It's just that there are certain elements to take into consideration when you bring something to live action. And animation in general has this means of both distilling and emphasizing certain aspects, whether it's like expressions or stylistically or whatever the case may be, that can really help hone in on the emotional aspects of a story and the best thing that comes to mind as a way of like thinking about this is think about the all the live action disney films that have been coming out like say beauty and the beast and like lion king and aladdin and i funny enough from my own personal experience i recently had the chance to watch the i've i have a back stupid because they're about princesses and Wait, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 hold on a second, hold on a second. So, real quick, so I had a chance to watch the live-action ones first, and then I saw the animated ones, because apparently my order of watching things backwards, I know. But 
So, like, as an example, yeah, I know, I know. so as a, again, quick side note. So, I watched the live action Aladdin first, and I, then I actually got a chance That's to see so it. I know, it is backwards now. But, what? as a result of that, <laughs> hey, hey, but then I saw the animated version, I was like, yeah, that shit's better. So, then, I know, I know. But, <laughs> there are certain aspects when you transition something from animation to live action that you might be losing certain things. Yeah. Now, so I, yes, yeah. I also, but like, that's like, Aladdin is not fucking grounded in reality no, but, and like but, okay, so I guess Beauty I'll put it, and the Beast I'll put it this is not way. grounded in reality. <laughs> this movie is still grounded in reality. Yeah, it, Maybe the only thing that wouldn't work in a live action mm-hmm. is Shoyo's mom Sho Shoyo? Shoyo's show no Shoka's. Shoko? Shoko? Shoko's Shoko mom. Beating up a little kid. Oh no, they'll still let that happen in live action. For fuck you. Let me put this way. I think that I think that this movie animation allows this movie to be incredibly heartfelt and sweet and kind of like joyful while also still being like heavy and sad and, and having right. these deeper elements to it. Whereas live action, I feel like would be overly sad and the lighthearted moments would come across as corny, not as like, mm. like I think, okay, so there's a moment. That's, and I mean, I there's think this, that's where it kind of depends on the director, the writer and the right. actors. Like there's, the execution so, like, of the movie. As far as like anime a, goes, that probably makes it a little bit easier. There's a moment in this movie where Yuzuru, who is Shoko's uh, little sister, it like had run away from home and needs to walk back home. And it's kind of a whole tangent there, but mm-hmm. Joya is walking her home almost against her will yeah. because she wants him to leave her alone and, and he won't. And it's pouring rain and he's holding the umbrella over her head. Really beautiful, sweet moment in animation. In live action, corny as fuck. That would be super right. fucking corny. There's like no mm. way that that would be, that would work on screen. Tomohiro right. Hero as an entire character would not work in live action. What? No, I don't think it would work. He would be, oh, what? yeah, I see what you're saying. No, he, like part of what makes him funny is, is like the physical comedy that you can do in animation yeah. is part of what makes his character See, so funny to me. I agree with the whole like umbrella scene and s- there's certain scenes like that that wouldn't work in a live action. So like it would obviously Hero the story would, be... would have to be tweaked a little bit, but yeah, Tomo Hero added, would, like, adjustments. would work. No. Yes. Totally Maybe not exactly, disagree. but Hero yeah, would be would be cringy. And I think like I think he's supposed to be cringy even in this though. Yeah, but the to a degree, but it's like charming like, cringy. Yeah, yeah, it's charming. It's like cute, and I feel like yeah. you, what you can do like his comedy is very like it, there's like a physical comedy to it yeah. in animation that you couldn't you just couldn't do because human beings can't like teleport. <laughs> in, you know like or like what? Mi- there's just stuff that he that they're happens. like stylistic choices facial as, expressions yeah. that are funny or like. Even like even the scene where he's like got his arm around Yuzuru mm-hmm. and they're like talking and he's like yeah this is my 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 boy here or something like that and yeah, he's like, yeah oh that's actually not a boy that's a girl and then, and then he like teleports away it's like it like didn't shows know. him it shows him and he's like across the street and he's yeah. like oh didn't know yeah that was hilarious I love that shit and there's a that's lot of so like, great. Or, even, or even like just... yeah and again like the this, the storytelling would have to be tweaked a little bit but this the overall message of this movie would work in a live action. So I guess it wouldn't the, be able I yeah it would I mean, be harder. Mess, I mean you'd have to message. you yeah, would I mean, have to Well I guess the biggest thing is writer and good actors but No, I get what you're saying. Where it's like the, the execution would have to be tweaked but it could yeah. still be done. The message could still be delivered but would it have the same level of impact 
that the animated version I so. did. I disagree, but that's the beauty I of... I think it could. I, I disagree. I don't think that you could tell this exact... I mean, yeah, I think you could take the message. Yeah, you could mm-hmm. take the message. The message is pertinent, and that could be in any film. It could be in Claymation. Like, it, it, the message is pertinent, but I don't think that you could tell the exact same story live action to the same degree. It I would, think that you'd yeah. run the risk of being overly sad. Like, it would just be too sad because you don't have enough levity because the, the lighthearted moments wouldn't work as well with real people. Mm. Um, or it would be corny as fuck. Or it would be, like obvious that it's trying to make you feel something when it's not i just think that the animation allows you to do things that you can't do even if they're subtle with yeah real yeah. people and yeah. you have to have damn good actors you have to have damn good actors it's yeah. not impossible to make this as a live action. speaking of acting i do want to know the voice acting so again this goes back to the aspect of us being an english dub so mm-hmm. i'm not sure about the japanese like like version, but the English dub I thought was fantastic. There was certain like line deliveries that stood out. I was like, God damn, that was like it was so like nonchalant, but it felt so genuine to like certain characters. Like it wasn't even the idea this was like voice actors. Like, oh yeah, this is like a live character. This like right. it was just well done. Yeah, like, I, I, think, I really like the voice so. acting in this. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that it it's it's a tough ask. It's a tough ask to have anybody voice act a deaf per- oh, person. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the person that did it did a really fantastic job. job. Yeah. Oh, like you felt in many ways the the isolation that both Shoya and Shoko experienced. That's actually a really good uh, point to mark here. The level of isolation that they experienced is actually mm-hmm. one of the things that bonds them together in a way. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, like there's a point near the like I would say the last third of the film where they're both like really hitting their low points. And facing the realities of like how deep their sorrows are, the, to the point where they both were damn near close to like killing themselves. And damn, it, it was just like that. Just hit some, that hit my soul a little bit. Yeah. I was like, God damn, that, that, whew. Yeah. there's like there are a couple times I had to pause on this. Be like, oh, I need a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is really sad. But again, mm. I guess like I I feel like it's because it's animation and because they can tell the story the way that they can with animation, I don't feel like it, it necessarily feels like it's trying to make you sad. Right. Like I think it's trying to tell a story and you feel sad because you have like bonded with these characters and you You understand what they're going through. And like it, it, I think, I think any movie that can make you feel sad has done something right. Like any movie, Mm. maybe not sad. Any movie that can elicit an emotion from you is doing something right. Yeah. It can be, really fucking cheap it can be a dog getting hurt or something and it's right. just like i'm sad and now i'm also mad because you put that in your movie or something just to make me sad right but like or it can be something like this where it's you are feeling sad because the movie isn't necessarily telling you to be sad but because you can understand where the characters are coming from and what they're right. going through oh yeah that you feel for them the amount right? of times like for and it's sure. an animated movie it's even more special exactly the amount of times where shoko expressed this deep sense of like sadness where it's like oh no I hate myself uh, or like I'm so sorry and like it almost sounds as if like you know she felt like her being deaf and the fact that she hated herself because she couldn't change that she felt like a burden to others that she was inconveniencing mm-hmm. others and I was like someone hug this child I swear to god that like that hurts my soul yeah, so I was like ah yeah, so it's it's yeah well, it's it, crazy because yeah. he feels that way too yeah yeah they both feel that way they feel like their presence 
is it would be like, better if they were right. not around. Right. Yeah. And well, the one thing I just want to note, and this is one thing that I perceived with this, like, so I just mentioned how, you know, Shoko feels like she's a burden in that regards. For Shoya, there's an additional element of, I contributed to the suffering of this person, and she experiences this, all this as well, but then hell. So it's like, one actively is someone that is causing the burden to others in many ways, and she's just like, I'm just my existence is causing this issue. So in their own ways, it's like a similar, you know, issue, but it comes from different sources. Yeah, and I, th and I think there's a major turning point towards the back end of this movie mm -hmm. where you kind of assume that everything is good. Like, you kind of assume that Shoya and Shoko are on the up and up mm. and that they're getting along and things are kind of, like, turning out okay. Um, it's actually shortly after, I think, all of their friend group kind of breaks up again after that conflict. And yes. And they're watching fireworks. He makes amends. It's during her mother's birthday, Shoko's Ooh. birthday. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's fireworks going off. And Shoya makes amends with Shoko's mother, kind of. Yeah. It, it's, it like, seems... Like, right. <laughs> yeah, Basically, she, she didn't want Shoko or either of her daughters, Yuzuru or Shoko, hanging out with Shoya right. because of what he did to Shoko oh, yeah. as a child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hyper-protective mother in a good way. Yeah, like, no. Like, badass mom. Reasonable, yeah. Like, she's, um, like, ready to, like, so they, throw but, hands. But they decide to hang out with him anyways. <laughs> yeah. And, and reasonably so, because he's, you know, trying to make amends, trying to be a good person. Right. Uh, and they go and they watch these fireworks. Everything everything seems really good. And Shoko says she has to go do some homework. Mm. And she goes home during this like festival. Yeah. Uh, after her and Shoya had a conversation about like, oh, I missed your birthday. Like, next birthday we'll spend together type of thing. Mm. Uh, and it's at this point where, by complete chance, uh, Shoko's mom uh, or Yuzuru actually asks Shoko to run home and or sorry, Shoya to run home and get. Uh, her camera. Right. And she, and Sh so Shoyo, Shoya runs home. <laughs> There's Shoko and Shoya thing. I know. Right, Shoya right. runs home and sees Shoko about to jump off the balcony and kill herself. Yeah, yeah. dude, there was a moment I was like, please don't actually go through and this. I swear to fucking she shit. She does. Like, yeah, I was like choking up. I was mm -hmm. getting hyper emotional. I was like, oh, Fuck. Yeah, yeah. And she does, but he saves her life. Like, she, hardcore, like, last grab. I was like, jumps, dude! Jumps, yeah, basically jumps off the balcony, grabs her arm. Yeah. Um, and then he ends up... <laughs> I was like, I, the funny enough, right before, he was like, praying to God. I was like, pray to God. Dude, yeah, like, yeah. dude for love, like, the writers of this goddamn story, don't be dicks. Yeah, Do not yeah, kill this character. Yeah, please don't kill this character. <laughs> and then he saves her, but he falls. I'm like, wow. Uh, I mean... Okay, shit, that fuck. <laughs> and, and I yeah. want to continue, you know, on with that after that point, but kind of what I was illustrating there is that I think it's also an important message that just because you feel like someone is okay doesn't mean that they are okay. Yep. She was mm -hmm. kind of like suffering in silence this whole time. Woo! Yeah. And I mean, and she anyway. seemed okay at the end. Like at they that had point. like at yeah, they point, had like yeah. a bond, they it, it felt like they their relationship was at an all time high. Right. While they were sitting there. Right. Watching. Which the is fireworks. what caused her to want to go. At least the way I interpreted it was like that was one of the big contributing factors to her wanting to kill herself because she realizes that he is she feel or not realizes she feels like he is going to have to change his entire life to be with her and be around her. Which mm. funny enough, he's probably the one that made her start feeling that way. And so in sixth grade, like 
Mm. Probably didn't feel that way before. She genuinely cares for him. In fact, like it's it's she tries to tell him that she likes him. Yeah. Like, that she she likes him, like likes him, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and so because she feels this way about him, she again, the way that I interpret it, she decides to remove herself because right. she doesn't want to have to she again feels like she's such a burden that she doesn't want to have to have him deal with her for the rest of yeah. his yeah. life. Yeah. And so and, he ends up going in Falling off the balcony um, into a coma. Yeah, he basically falls into the river wave. Under, yeah, that shit was well. Yeah, he fell. I thought he was dead. Yeah, like it was pretty hardcore. When he fell into the water, it's like, okay, he can survive that. And then I saw it bleeding. I was like, mm, yeah, uh, ooh, he's out. <laughs> <laughs> he's out for a while. And the follow up to that with now the story's kind of focusing a bit more on Shoko because, you know, Shoyo's out for like a while. And the resulting. Actually, one thing that actually just came into mind, so a few scenes previous, Shoko and her sister and mother were actually living with their grandmother, and yeah. she mm-hmm. passes away soon after. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that might have been another, like, like it seemed like the grandmother was, like, one of those characters that was really helping keep everything together, because yeah. there was a point in the scene earlier where when Shoko finds out that the hearing in one of her ears is, like, completely out, her grandmother's there. Mm. So the grandmother's kind of like that supportive character kind of keeps things like everything yeah. solid. And then when she passes away, that's kind of when the decline kind of happens. Yeah. So I just realized that. But when Shoko is, you know, trying to, you know, deal with the whole fact that Shoya almost died trying to save her, you see an interesting, you know, reversal of several ways. So like, say, for instance, Shoko's mother and what was his name again? Yuzuru. Yuzuru. Uh, when they walk up to Shoya's mother and the mother's like, oh shit, uh, so, hey, is, is Shoko okay and stuff? And as they're having this conversation, both the mother and sister like bow to her like, and like bow deep... Bow to, to Shoya's mother. Mother. Yeah. And it's just like, so sorry and all that stuff. And they're like, no, every, like, no, it's fine. At, at least the kids are alive. And there's this like yeah. reversal of like what's happened previously. Yeah, and now, now, yeah, yeah. The, it's like, the tables my, have turned. To a way, it's like the the sense of responsibility for someone else's actions type of deal. Yeah. Because that's a huge thing, especially in Japanese culture, is that, you know... This, the, do you want to know what got me choked up? Hmm. Which is kind of weird because of everything else we just talked about. Uh-huh. We haven't really talked about Yuzuru. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was just about to say. Oh, yeah. Her, her arc. Oh, yeah, yeah. She is Shoko's younger sister. Mm-hmm. Um... And she is super protective of oh, her yeah. sister. Oh, yeah. Um, she's also really into photography. Yeah. And you kind of, she's like always carrying her camera with her, and you kind of see that she's very along much the a, way. She's like a tomboy. Yeah, she's yeah, a tomboy. Yeah. And there's one scene where we've talked about it earlier where she like was with Shoya, and she went to go walk, and she's walking in the rain, and she sees a dead frog, and she takes a picture of it, mm-hmm. and then just keeps moving along. Mm-hmm. Well, in the you, end, you find out. The whole time you find out in her room, like you see in her room and throughout the apartment that there's like pictures of dead animals all over the walls. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I was going to say. So at the end, you like, she starts tearing those pictures down and her mom asks her, why are you te- tearing these down? And she's like, I thought if I showed Shoko what death looked like, then she wouldn't want to die. Yeah. Mm. And that just that yeah. to like tore me apart yeah damn i was like oh my god like obviously everyone around her like i mean her family knew that she just hated herself and she didn't want to be around anymore like she just felt like a burden to everybody and so they were trying everything they could to like 
make her feel better and obviously nothing worked. Right. And just, oh, I think that's the other tore thing. Tore me apart. That's the other thing that makes this um, a pretty relatable and like pretty like in-depth film is that when someone is going through those type of experiences, it is the family and friends will do everything they can, but at the end of the day, and depending on the circumstances and all that jazz, it is the individual's journey in terms yeah, of being yeah. able to get through that because it's a lot of the internal views of self and how you relate to the world and all that jazz that you have to wrestle with. And yeah, I think like, it's it's a, it's it's rough. You have to find your own reason to, like, I mean, I guess live both literally and and yeah. figuratively. figuratively. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what, you know, I think that was kind of the the change I saw was that Shoya decides that he, like, at the end of the movie, so throughout the entire movie, he's kind of living for others. He he kind of makes it his his mission to kind of be... Selfless. Selfless. Yeah. And he's not really living for himself. And that's where right. that big turning point comes, where he kind of, like, I mean, when they're all of his friends are on the bridge, he kind of, like, burns all of his friends because well, he expresses like all of their toxic traits which are true yeah but and he well the thing that just came to mind as a follow-up to that is that when he was at that point it, was, it felt as if that a lot of the stressors from the past and the, it was like everything was confronting him all at once and there's the another key point of animation that i thought was really cool the point where shoya is like almost collapsing onto like the bridge and he just sinks down and he just buries his head mm -hmm. in his hands. I was like, damn, I felt that from like the mm -hmm. from like an acting standpoint, but this is animation. Yeah. I'm like, damn, that's great. So the, again, those little details really stand out. And it just seemed as if that he was just like burnt in terms of just, as, as you mentioned earlier, just like completely tired of just this experience. And that's why he's like, no, fuck you, fuck you, yeah. fuck you. You're cool, but fuck well, you this too. Is, yeah, well, this is well, the, this is this is the part where he gets to he gets to kind of say what I think as a view like audience we all have been seeing, which is like yeah. For example, Miki. Yes, that like, motherfucker. He calls Miki out and basically like you're just as much of a problem as everybody else because right. you just laugh and participate in these horrible things. But you just just because you're not saying things doesn't mean that you're not part of the problem. And I'm like, okay. thank you for fucking saying which, it, Kit. Yes, go. What I was gonna say earlier. You hated I, her, didn't you? Dude, as soon as she did this, crocked down to like this bitch. I, fuck I, you. I think, <laughs> I think Miki and Naoka kind of ruined the movie for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, mm. because they almost are redemptive at the end and yeah. if you hate them deeply then you feel like they don't deserve it but what i was gonna say is like I, none of the characters feel like like fake anime characters they all feel like real people like, yeah i know mikis i know people yes that, i know people <laughs> that do that exact well, same shit like, yeah back to what i was saying like the animes that i feel like i have watched i'm just like oh this is anime as fuck oh uh, yeah this, doesn't feel like that. So I guess I like I'm, you can you can relate. You just haven't seen any good to ones. Right. a lot of these people, whether like you are that person or you know people that are those people. Right, and I think I'm starting to see more like. Also, the music was not anime as fuck either. True. Uh, Dude, what the uh, intro uh, of this film? The intro was not. I, I was mean, like, this is not anime. Yeah, no, I, I was like, what the fuck? The intro wasn't, but there's a lot of kind of like lofty. 
chords and piano. True, like, but that's, that's more of like the that goes along the slice of life genre of anime versus yeah, like the more anime. like epicness of like shojin anime and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess it just depends. Right, like, I guess it just depends on your experience with anime and channel. That's not fair. Fair, and oh, that kind of well, that kind of goes along with another important point where when one experiences like anime and like certain genres of like even like various other types of stories where there's the common type of you know this particular medium that you see especially with anime is like the epic bombastic action-packed woo type of deal but then you see like oh these are actually like human characters like oh my god this is like i've dealt with these people before like that's really huge yeah and and you know yeah they're very human feeling and i think it's cool to kind of I just think it's cool that they, as much as, at least for me, as much as, like, Miki and Naoka especially are just, yeah. like, the worst, yeah. I do kind of understand, maybe not where they're coming from, but why they are the way that they are. Yeah. And it's, basically, everybody in this movie, they are, the way, they are, the reasons that they are toxic is because it's, like, their method of getting through life. Like yeah. It's their method of getting through life. It's, like, their survival tactics. Yes. Miki is, like, she acts. She may she's never the aggressor, but she's also actively she's like, in all conflict as like she's the, a passive contributor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is just as bad in yes. a lot of ways. She's like, Nauka, I never did Nauka. anything. I didn't accuse anybody. Well, yeah. actually, no, yeah, I never actually picked on her. Bitch, you stood around and actually laughed you, with us. Yeah. You're just as involved. Yeah, and Nauka, <laughs> Nauka is kind of the one that just yeah, she is the aggressor. She's almost like the mirror image of. Show yeah, show you in a lot of ways. Motherfucker! As soon as she put her hands on Shoki, I'm like, this bitch needs to get knocked out. And, then, <laughs> and, then, and so, don't so, touch my girl. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, at that scene on the bridge, Shoya kind of calls everybody out on that. <laughs> and then, and then there's a uh, Toshi, who's just the new friend, and he like walks up, and then <laughs> Shoya's just like. You're not even a part of this friend. I know, I saw it. I was like, damn. The only jab he has is like, you, you aren't even a part of this friend. Shoot, even Miyoko expressed her own flaws because there's a very like mini arc that exists with Miyoko where there's this aspect of her not having the courage to face confrontation. Yeah. And she like runs away when things get tense and hell, like Shoya like points that out hardcore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn. I know people like that, too. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, all of you had the... It's basically what Shoya was basically doing. I think this is what the story was trying to reveal as well, is that all of you had an opportunity to either cease or do something about this whole fucking deal, and I'm the center of it because I fucked up, like, royally, because I was the one that led to a lot of the bullying, but y'all motherfuckers didn't do shit! You didn't stop me to do anything! Hell, some of you contributed! What the fuck? And it was one of those instances where I get that there was a point where, you know, things are tensing up and things are being revealed and all that jazz. And yes, they're trying to build this friendship, but things are not being and addressed point, to results. just go back on everyone's faces. Right, yeah. Because mm-hmm. there wasn't a point at, at least till, uh, you know, at this point in the film where they actually discuss what happened in the past and try to reconcile things. So these like this, or maybe there was a point where you felt like this was fake or something like that. I don't know. But it was an important thing to need to be expressed because it was like, y'all, what the fuck? It, it kind of helped open the wounds again for it to properly heal. Yeah. Kind of deal instead of like putting the band-aid on like, hey, we're just going to pretend this never happened. Well, and, and I think it also just has to do with like learning how you need to live through life. Like yeah. how you need to improve and grow in, as a person yeah, exactly. for things to be better. Which, which comes back to after he, you know, after he gets in this accident, he wakes up from this coma mm-hmm. and he runs the spot that we haven't even talked about it, the river where the koi fish are. yeah yeah that's um, their like that, meeting spot that's yeah. their meeting spot that's where this blow up happens is that's where he always meets uh shoko. shoko 
he runs, like, he wakes up from the hospital, he, like, rips off all the tubes and stuff attached to him, mm-hmm. and he runs down there, and uh, Shoko also woke up in the middle of the night from a nightmare, mm-hmm. and runs there, and they meet, it's a super sweet moment, mm-hmm. and basically he asks her, like, to teach him how to live. Yeah. Like, Show me how to live. Um, which is, the whole movie is so focused on kind of <laughs> dying, I guess, yeah. like, kind of like living to die kind of like like fulfilling checking your boxes and like fulfilling yeah making amends with everything you need to make amends so that you can be just like disappear kind of is right. how these main characters view it and instead now he is asking her like show me how to live right cuz the whole thing is that you know i can understand the idea that you have this sense of great guilt and shame for the Things that you have done or the passivity of your behaviors, whatever the case may be, that led to someone suffering, whatever the case may be. And you're like, well, fuck, I can't go on because I myself am flawed. There's that sense of self where, like, yes, I'm flawed and I should just exit myself out. But what this film is trying to showcase is that everyone has these mistakes and flaws and everyone is fucking up in their own ways. The whole point is, A, recognize them, B, do what you can to make amends to them, take accountability, be responsible, but also you're trying to strive to be a better person so that you can live a better life, not only for yourself, yeah. but for those around you. Yeah. yeah. And that's like that quick turnaround that the and film And that's what happens show. at the end. So he, like, they embrace, and then he goes to this this high school class fair with mm, her. Yeah, the school festival, yeah. I think it's alluded to kind of like as his girlfriend. But it's like it's the like a foundation said. of like, yeah. hey, there's, there's a growing um, connection. Yeah, yeah, growing connection there. Um and he sees all of his other friends, and then all of a sudden he kind of, like, opens his eyes. He starts crying because he realizes that he, like, is healed, I guess. Yeah, like it's like he, he's free. He's to free from degree. that burden that he's been carrying with him. And now he is, you know, he's not ashamed necessarily right. anymore. And all the X's fall off of everybody's faces. Right. right. He's finally opening himself back up to the experience of, like, connecting with people. And again. then it ends. And once it ends, there's, like, a brief ball at the end where there's two people standing in it Did you see mm-hmm. that, like, a yeah 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 that's like something that popped up at in the very beginning, beginning yeah. yeah except there's only one person in the beginning and i kind of interpret oh. this as like he's it's the light at the end of the tunnel and now yeah he someone, yeah he, now he has kind of someone to journey through life yeah, yeah like Aww. someone to share this experience with yeah yeah, yeah that's cute so cute yeah <laughs> i think that's the thing about anime like slice of life stories like this and the previous one you were named that really stands out it's like there's a cuteness to it but it's not like a gimmick there's like uh, lightheartedness and like wholesomeness it's like a wonderful life oh, in a way you through a yeah. whole journey in this movie Woo! shit it's not and, just and we haven't talked <laughs> we've, we've cute. no we've really and we've talked about only really the story yeah, yeah. But, but it's also gorgeous like it's a Woo! good looking anime like the animation is so mm-hmm. beautiful like it's it, it's pretty legit like ray tracing and the is it ray tracing? Oh, yeah, the shit. The colors, like the way that the sun casts through the trees. Koi fish. Cherry blossoms. Just non-stop like koi fish. Down, <laughs> which is a symbol of luck. I mean, that's a symbol there, oh. too. Like, I it, I couldn't help but also, like, it's, you're you're in it for the story, but mm-hmm. then you get to also hang around because it's so fucking pretty to and look at. that's the other thing about anime that makes it stand out. It's like a painting in motion. Ooh. Yeah, that does sound corny as hell. I said it. But, but, to a degree, cut is. Very corny. Yes, but, to a degree, like, that's the thing that you get to add to the experience is that stylization and being yeah. able to see the artist truly showcase their 
technical skills in an incredible yeah. degree and showcasing this realism not just in the characters but in the world around it. It's so damn cool. Yeah. I love that shit. Do you... Ooh. 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 I don't know. No, you have, go ahead and ask your question. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I don't know if you guys heard a lot about this movie beforehand. Mm. I had, which is really amazing since I'm the non-anime person. Yeah, how the fuck did you, what did you hear? So many people were telling me, like, if you don't like anime, like, at least give this movie a shot. Oh. Your, your name and Asylum Voice were, the, like, the mm. movies that I was being told to watch. I mean, before fair. Before I write off anime. So I don't know about you guys, but did you think the hype was deserved? Fuck yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Fuck I, yeah. I did. Yeah, I think that's a pretty easy <laughs> yeah. answer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did. I mean, I don't really have... Honestly, I I don't know what I was expecting going into this movie. Like, mm. I knew I knew that it was emotional. I knew it was about a girl that was deaf. That's really all I knew about it. Would you this watch it? This exceeded my expectations. Really? Yeah. Would you watch it again? Yeah. Yeah, you would. How yeah. about you, Taylor? Dude, I bought the film. <laughs> yeah, not even kidding. It's in my car right now. Afterwards? <laughs> yeah, it's in my car right now. Oh, wow. Well, I literally so bought it right before I got it here. and then went and bought it? Yeah. I bought it. <laughs> yeah, I was like... Well, there you go. Yeah, like... Oh, there, I bought it too, so... Yeah, like, the thing with me when it comes down to, like, buying movies these days is that I, I don't... Like, once I watch a film, it's, like, one and done, but if I really appreciate the work that's been done, it's, like, a fantastic story... I want to support those that created it yeah. and also want to add it to my collection. So I'm like, yeah. got that's kind it. That's how I feel too. I'm just yeah. more excessive about it. I got a lot of movies. Like, <laughs> fair, fair. He hates the movie, he'll buy it. That's not true. What? But If okay. you're looking at Fast you and Furious, straight yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> How about Fast and Furious for you? That, okay. That's a different <laughs> tangent there. Mm. I guess the question that I was going to ask, it's unique to this movie. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a fair question to ask, but do you... You know, the last movie that we talked about that was anime was Your Name. And you yourself mm. just said, you know, the movie that the movies that you're asked to watch, if you don't, before you give up on anime, is Your Name and A Silent Voice. Do you have a, a preference to one or the other? They're Ooh. both good. I'm not Ooh. saying you have to say one's Ooh. bad and one's good, but, like, which one, I guess, you, I don't think saying better would be the right way to put if it. If you had which to convert one? someone to anime, which one would you choose? Yeah, that's a fair question. Yeah. 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 Which one would you show to someone that believes that, you know, which one would you show trash. to Shannon? Anime's trash. Which one would you show to Shannon? Here's my thing. Oh. I think that a silent voice is probably one that you should show to somebody if they're not into anime. Fair. Just because I think it shows that anime movies aren't always the over dramatic expressions and the anime theme songs and whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just had an entire compilation of like I, anime openings come through. Like, <laughs> I, it's weird because I, I don't even remember what I rated your name. I think it was decent. Like it pretty was, it was pretty good. high, yeah. But I weirdly think I liked your name a little bit better. So here's mm. here's kind of huh, yeah. I guess Which I want to ask you that it's question. It's surprising too, because Taylor, I but... feel I won't give my rating yet. I feel strongly about this movie, mm -hmm. but I feel like mm. I don't know. I feel like I had a little more um, emotional pull to your name. Oh, okay. I don't I know think, why. I think I can see why. So I, I think um, maybe it's because you don't get the. It's like a mystery happy ending. Here. What? In your name. You actually kind of get a happy ending. Actually, no, you do. You do get yeah. I mean, you get the... You do. But I guess... I mean, your name is definitely also, I think, 
not hyper anime, but it is definitely more fantastical than, yeah. this, than this movie. For yeah. sure. Yes, this is definitely sure. grounded in reality as much as an anime could be grounded in Oh, reality. hell yeah. Um, yes, there are anime moments in this. But, but it's it super grounded. Super grounded. Whereas your name, I think, also is pretty grounded. But, but it, it does have some fantastical elements, elements yeah. For sure. And what about you, Taylor? I would say, damn. You don't want to get into reviews yet. Right, right, right. Or ratings yet. Your name yet, does have a happy ending. It does. It, it, yeah, yeah. it has a tragic ending like, you, until you the very, very yeah, end. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. That's kind of what I think, was thinking about. And that's why I had more of like an emotional like tug at the movie. Also, yeah. it's just like it's like a thriller too. Yeah. the... I'm not gonna talk about it in case nobody else, or in case somebody's listening hasn't seen it, which you probably should go watch it before. Yep. Yeah, I would hope so. But there's a scene where you're just like, "Come on, you're so close." Oh <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, yeah. Also, there, I do think as as many comparisons as can be drawn between them, they are different movies too. Like your name is, I mean, it it's it's a body swap movie, but really, <laughs> but really in the end, it's also kind of like discovering yourself, and it's yeah. a love story. Like yeah. that is kind of yeah. what it is. This is not. I thought this was going to be, but I would argue that this is not a love. This story. is more no. of like a drama. This like, is not a love. I don't story. even this know like, if they end up being like together. together at the well, end. the thing with this movie with a silent voice is that it's much more of like you know things are much more hopeful. There's yeah. like the potential for growth and connection, and it's much more like things have gotten better. But this is a very dramatic film. Well, your and name it's very heavy. It's very I mean, very heavy. heavy. Like I think when we when we release this episode, we'll have to put like a content warning or something because there's a lot of talk of suicide. Yeah. And oh yeah, there's a, it's very heavy. It's, it's yeah. start, and like we said, because there aren't fantastical elements, it does cut deep. It's like yeah. it does feel like, like real people going through people, shit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so many people went through this as kids being yeah. bullied in elementary school. That changing the, I mean. Think about sixth grade. Like, that's a huge, like, huge point in your life. You're about mm-hmm. to go into middle school, middle school mm-hmm. and that is a huge change. Yep. And, like, yeah, it's just, I mean, everyone can kind of relate to, like, how big of a time that is in your life. Mm-hmm. And when you have people bullying you or people writing you off, like, it. It feels like the end of the world at that age. Ooh, the one thing that I, just reminded me of, just real quick, that kind of harkens to that point. There's a scene when they're in elementary school where Shoya is really bullying Shoko, and she fights back. There's mm-hmm. two lines that really stand out in this back-to-back, where she says, uh, what was it? I'm mad at you. I'm trying to do my best. And that shit's like, oh, fuck. And then oh, when yeah. you add, like, the whole context of film on top, yeah. that's like, oh, fuck. That's like, oof. And so, I, and I do think that the, you didn't answer yet, but I, mm. we'll get back to that. I do, <laughs> I do think that the comparison that, I think the easiest string that I can draw between the two besides, you know, the animation style and that mm-hmm. they're both kind of. Slice uh, of life. Not hyper anime kind of slice of life. Yeah. Is that. Both tell a story between kind of like a male and female protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, and both, you just want both in both movies, you just want your characters to be fucking happy. You just are like <laughs> fighting for them. And like, yeah. I don't know, I don't know in an anime, it's it's very rare in animes that I feel as deeply for characters as I do in Your Name and A Silent Voice. I'm mm-hmm. going to punch some little brats in this movie. Dude! Okay, <laughs> just real quick, because we've been asking about it. So there's a scene when Shoya's in the hospital and Shoko's like, you know, going around like, you know, getting an assessment of the situation where Nako was like really pissed 
And because, again, she blames Shoka for this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, literally has her against, like, an outside fence, like, like really, like, railing it on her. And then Shoka's mom literally rocks the fuck out. Bitch Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, let's go. Let's go. I was so excited. <laughs> hey, dude. Like, I was, like, so that I thought she was about to, like, throw, like, extra hands and shit. Yeah, I was, like, let's go. Physically fighting, and then sh- and then Shoya's mom breaks him up. Yeah, and I was, like, no, don't stop her. Let, let us go. Watch out, watch out, watch out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that was one of those key moments in the film that made me, like, legit smile. And I was, like, let's go. Get some comeuppance on this motherfucker. She deserves some it. Some Shoya's mom with a chair. Exactly. Yeah, no, it was great. And that's the thing I appreciate. It's, like, as we've been talking about, and really trying to hone in on when it comes down to anime. It's just another medium to tell good stories. And the fact that these animated characters can bring out such emotion in an audience to character connection, it really showcases that this is just fantastic writing and just a fantastic just experience. So, your name? Yes, so, <clears throat> to answer your question about that, so... Answer the damn question! I know, right? <laughs> I know, we've been dancing around this whole time. But... Honestly, I would put them in comparable levels, honestly. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah, yeah I mean, I know, I'm not necessarily saying that you would have to say Oh, like one which one to choose other, to... But which one, I guess, yeah, which one would you recommend? Which one would be the one that you show? Or maybe it's neither. I also, you would honestly I also have... watched this as after a really stressful day at work, so right. maybe that had to do with, like, I obviously felt very strongly about this movie, but mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, Oliver knows me. I'm going to... I'm a freaking crybaby, and I wasn't about to cry in this movie. No, right. I don't think. But I your was... name, I think I did cry. Well, there's also the thing to consider too is that your name has a more comedic element to it that then becomes a bit tragic and a mystery, and then it kind of has a very yeah, like resolution right. at the end. Well, this one's dramatic throughout with yeah, some levity, so but I think part I think. Of it too. Well, I also think that your name, and I don't want to you know spiral off too much about it because we have a whole ep- a whole episode about it, right? Your name also spends a lot of time building, like it's, you're only focused on these two people basically and it's just, yeah. it's only them, there's not really a whole lot of other characters mm-hmm. in it that you focus on and it's really just building this relationship so that at the very end, and I won't go into spoilers, there's, there is a, an uh, event that, the rug that is co- ripped out of yeah, them. Right. that could tear them apart and that is like, ugh, that fucking yeah. hurts. Yeah, no. Like watching them and you've been like understanding how they are falling for each other. Mm-hmm. Versus Whereas, but this movie, it's like, the whole movie. I'm trauma tr- bonding with the characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to yeah. describe it. Yeah. The whole movie, yeah. they're just trying to like figure out their friendship and figure out how to be happy yeah. on their own and with one another, maybe, and like just kind of figuring life out. And, and like so... really reconciling like the errors of the past yeah. more than anything else. Because who boy, that's uh, ooh, that's maybe yeah. shit. So what do you think, Taylor? And just what in general? What you, you, no, what you just so recommending to a friend mm. if you were showing them anime for the first time, it, if it was a Shannon. It, it depends. It depends on the person, really? honestly. Okay. Yeah, like because you have to be able to like gauge effect. Like both movies, if you like throw it at somebody, Which there's a good chance it would work. Recommended to me first. Your name. Okay, yeah. that's the one that I recommended. So yeah, I, and, and obviously is that what successful. you would have recommended to me first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. the comedic element definitely uh, helps build that levity and like translate from there. This one probably should have been the one that you recommended to me. Really? To be fair, I hadn't seen it, but yeah. I would have stayed with it. Oh, wait. Is this literally like, your first time? Yeah, it's my first time. Damn! I mean, or, sorry, your name I've started, and I was, like, immediately rolling my eyes. Oh, yeah, because the anime opening. anime is fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> it's very anime. But I, yeah. I you know, besides, I knew that if you could get through that, you would enjoy it, and you did. And I, I think that I still... It is way more extra. 
A silent voice has one flaw for me. What? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> and it doesn't ruin the movie, and I've kind of been saving it until this point, or, or putting it off until this point. Yeah, I'm surprised, too. Dun. Yeah, I know, right? Like, um, I feel like, and I've only seen it once, mm-hmm. and mind you, I was I had a long day, too, when, when we watched <laughs> it last Fair night, enough. Shannon and I. Um, I think that because it is a seven-book series oh. that is condensed into a movie, that... I don't really have a problem with anything being underdeveloped, mm-hmm. um, but it does feel long at times. Do you think it would have been better as a show? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know. Because yeah. I don't know. I, I everybody Shit. says you should read the book. Every, everyone's every, really yeah. Everything that I, mean, I read. You're telling me that it's a seven series book. That makes me think like seven. That it like should probably be. A show or, but I think that you a trilogy. Uh, yeah, I would be. I, a so here's no. my problem: if it was a show, I would be worried that you wouldn't get fulfilling. You know, a show kind of has to capture you every episode. Yeah, and I don't know that there's enough meat here to capture you every episode. Um, mm. I think a movie is the ideal way. Right. Honestly. It's a good way to condense it and package it. It would have been kind of interesting though, and I'm sorry I keep cutting you off, but it would have been kind of interesting to see why each of the characters were the way that they were. Oh, have like backstory? We don't even really know like if there is a reason. From what I understand, uh, and I haven't read it, um, from from what I understand though, like basically every character has an actual arc in the book. Yeah. Like oh. you get to understand kind of their role because and why they're friends. Even with Nayako, Korea. the motherfucking Nao- <laughs> yeah, Naoka and Miki are, are not. I wouldn't say they're redeemed Miki in the book, from what I understand, but they just a straight up biatch. And I'm like the whole time, I'm like, why is she so cruel? Yeah. Like she's so mean to this girl. She's so mean. But it seems like to almost everyone around her, even. I think show you that she likes. She's still kind of mean to him. I think that mm-hmm. this. So kind of where I'm going with this is that I think this movie, you know, it it needs to be long to capture everything, um, and obviously it has a lot that it needs to pack in if it's going to be true to the source material. Mm-hmm. And it's this movie's loved. Like it was critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. It has high ratings. I think it's like at an eighty or ninety something percent Rotten Tomatoes. Like. Woo! People love this movie. Yeah. So it's not like Good shit. it's it's bad or it failed the manga lovers of it. In mm-hmm. fact, it seems like people that love the manga also love this movie. Which is huge. Which is um, great. Which is, yeah, which is huge. I guess what I'm saying is that I don't know that you could cut anything out because then you do a disservice to the people that have read the books. Mm-hmm. But it does feel, I think, at times long. Like but, it feels at times when I was watching it, and I and I love it. I love mm-hmm. this movie, but I, I agree. I think at times it it just feels. I don't even want. It's not not meandering. Not and it's just it's kind of. There's the, a lot to unravel. The like, tempo the slows at times, mm-hmm. yeah. and then speeds up again, mm-hmm. and then slows. And I get why it does that because it's building these different. Arcs so you're saying there's like a yeah, semi pacing issue? It's not or? like bad, no, but no. it is like it's it just is slow. it's just long. That's it's a two nice. hour and nine minute movie, and yeah. it's it's really just exploring this you know this redemption for this character mm-hmm. or these characters, mm-hmm. and I think at times it kind of feels like it's like a coming of age movie. It kind of is, in a way. In anime, and I almost feel like maybe that's 
Oh, I don't know. Maybe that does just doesn't you can't, fully you, work. So you can't cut you can't cut any of the characters because no, you from, can't. From the, no, they're from can't. the book, right? There's nothing in here that you could have cut. No, and I, I guess that's, like that's why I have such I almost a hard feel like time stuff with it. Should have been added, which is bizarre because it does feel long, and that's why I'm saying. Do you think it would have been better as a show? Because no, I don't though. Yeah, I don't. I know. It's tricky. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Maybe I think two I think part movie. This is like the best like, that they could do with what they had in terms of like the. You do. How about you do? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I won't even suggest it. I yeah. haven't read the books. I don't feel it's like, like a three I part movie series, something like that. You could. Part, I almost you know? feel like you could do like a a a prologue, a movie, and an epilogue. Well, like It'd a mini series, like maybe. Prologue would be like you would have like a prologue that really builds out the. Um, like sixth grade, like the dynamic there, all the friendships there, why everyone is how they are, and then the meat of the movie would be the movie that we just saw, and then the epilogue would be post coma or you know coma post whatever. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that even that's not ideal. I guess right. what I'm saying is that I felt the pace of the I like I felt yeah. the movie running long at times. I was mm. kind of not that I was checking my phone or anything, but more so that I was just kind of like. This is a long movie. Where is this going? Like, right. but was it really that long? Two hours and nine minutes. Yeah, and uh, that's, that's what... really. I mean, that's long, but it's not no, no, that long. No, no, and that's but what I mean. But it felt, it felt long. It felt long at times. Yeah. Now, no, I, I remember you guys both mentioned, and this was kind of like the disclaimer behind. You know, like maybe it's because of this. That's why it felt this way. But you mentioned that you guys had a pretty rough day right before you were watching this film. Yeah. So then it seemed that was I a factor. I think I'd but... enjoy it more a second time. Right, and that's what I was about knowing, to ask, yeah. Knowing, and that's usually kind of how I am with a longer movie. Mm. Um, assuming I enjoyed it the first time, I guess. Oh, fair. Um, knowing exactly where it's going and kind of what it's trying to tell would lead me, I think, to... It's kind of like I've made this comparison before in podcasts. You know, when you're going on a trip somewhere... When you go there, it usually feels longer than when you're coming back because you know exactly. Yeah, you know, the, it's the anticipation of yeah. it. Like, all right, what, what's the next thing? Let's go. Let's I go. I think it would probably feel better paced a second time, but I just wanted yeah. to point that out just yeah. because. Yeah, I think that's that, a good point. That that partnered with the fact that I think it's a. I don't think that it is a very heavy movie. Would mm-hmm. I think prevent me from this being my first recommendation to someone that's starting? Yeah, out. yeah. You'd have to be very careful it, about who you recommend. This yeah, Woo, for, yeah, for sure. It's really because heavy. There's, yeah, Whereas there's some your name, warnings in this for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas your name is like a pretty open, easy recommend for right. basically anyone from me. Yeah. Right. Your name, get through the intro and you're getting then watch basically, it. Basically, you know I mean? like, fast yeah. forward it if you have to. Just watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so I think if you asked me that same question, I would say uh, your name would be the easier recommendation yeah. for me. Yeah, but if then you would definitely follow up with the silent voice for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it is a it's a, a good follow up to that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So with that being said, and I think we've had the chance to talk about at least the major points of the film and some of the more you know like standoutish experiences. Do we want to dive into some of the more like you know traditional questions that we have? Yeah, go for it. So, who's your favorite character? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, actually, funny enough, Shoko definitely stood out as like. Oh, Maria's my, my favorite. Maria, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> ah! Sorry, Maria's is, fan club. Dude, Maria's so, oh, such a cute character. Also, I love what's his name too? Tomohiro. Tomohiro. Tomohiro yeah. 
Tomohiro. I also, um, I also had a little soft spots for Yuzuru. Oh, Yuzuru's same here. Same homie. here. Yo, like the fact that she turned, I'm like, who the fuck are you? It's like, I oh damn, and yeah. it's like she's so not, protective. I like, just love all the characters. She's not here. Yeah, yeah. She's not here. Yeah. I love that. Fucking hell. She's not here. That's not our usual question to ask on this know, podcast, right? but I just wanted to say I, will, I love Maria. Also, props to both the moms in, in this yeah. show. Like they are legit as hell. Yeah, they're cool as fuck. Good moms. Yeah. God damn. And they're both single moms from That's what you from can what tell. you can kind of yeah. like, like gather a little bit. Is yeah, single moms, which is interesting. It, it's they're I guess it's holding it down. They're much more of like a contemporary film. Yeah. Like in, yeah, so that's pretty I cool. Loved it. It's pretty dope. You know what was kind of funny? Just a random side note: when they showed basically what Shoya's uncle. Uh, no, wait, brother-in-law. Yeah. Yes, brother in law. Yeah, yeah. Like ripped. Yeah, dude. I remember when he first. Guy. Yeah, well, when he first popped up, I was like, "Who the fuck is this dude?" Yeah, he's, in the, he, in, just, he's in the intro. I was like, "What the?" Fuck? Yeah, and he like, disappears throughout the rest of the film, and then he reappears. Like, oh yeah, this. Like, like, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of diversity yeah. in it. Yeah. Like, the very beginning of the, in the intro. That's so funny because I, I, yeah, I was gonna say something about that too. In the intro yeah. credits. There's like a random scene where they pull a curtain back and there's just this fucking ripped dude. Yeah, I was yeah, like, Joe, what the fuck? And then that's it. And I was like, oh, fuck, what? And then the rest of the show goes on. And, or sorry, the rest of the movie goes on. And then at the very end, he like sticks his head around the corner. He's like, hey, guys. Hey, mom, like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I want to know the reason behind not showing Shoya's sister's face. Well, I think the idea but... might be maybe from the perspective of him He's so focused on everything else, like, oh, I already know what my sister looks like, then fuck it, kind of deal. Yeah, maybe. Like, that or, again, it's just like an inside, like, joke type of deal. It's like, yeah, we're just not going to show her face because it's not that important. I don't fucking yeah, know. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just random. But I guess, I think it's that time then, right? Review, like, yep. time for reviews. Review time. Okay. Yep. I don't know who should start this time. I want to know what Oliver thinks because he never goes first. Oh. I have to go first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, okay. Oh shit, wait, hold on. Yeah, like, like, actually, is there a conflict? Thinking, yeah, I'm why, yeah, there is. I have a pretty solid answer. Yeah, yeah so here. I gave your name a five. Mm-hmm. That was an easy five for me. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I'm gonna give a silent voice or a sh- the shape of voice. Yeah, that was weird. What? Oh, okay, okay. Um, a four and a half. Motherfucker, why? I think a four and a half. Why I, the fuck? Oh, what are you going to give it, Taylor? Hold a five. On. No, he's, he's going <laughs> to give it a five. Um, I, so I, I'm going to give it a four and a half only because of the, the small things I said before. And I a four and a half with the caveat that I, I really do feel like if I watched it again, I'd probably give it a five. Um, I just think that also in the nature of this movie, it's so fucking sad that it being as long as it felt the first time and the con, you know, the content that it has, mm-hmm. I think four and a half seems fair. You son of a yeah. bitch! I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll follow up because I also am giving it a four and a half. You motherfucker! Yeah, <laughs> that's the one that he gave your name. I feel like. really. Wait, like he gave your name is it? Was weird. Well, it may, that, huh. that oh, could yeah. have been because anime is just like really not for me. And it like it had this to be doesn't like feel very anime. Your name yeah. did feel anime. It did have some Which like is more anime elements. Bizarre yeah. that like yeah I don't know. Hmm. Well, it had the more. It'd be interesting f- for me to watch both and re-rate them because yeah. I mean that was really my first anime movie. Not really my first anime movie, but that was my first anime movie that I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. But I was also still like eh, anime. <laughs> so. God damn. 
Uh, Interesting, but but earlier you said that you would recommend your name. Uh, anyways, okay, I know, yeah. and that's why I'm like, I it would be interesting to rewatch both and then like re-rate it. Well, we I, own both. I guess it's the idea that with at least that film with, with your name, it's the film that can sell you on like anime is worthwhile. It's not just trash TV or something like that. It's like it's right. actually like good and shit. It, and I think with silent <coughs> voices, like there is more of a message behind it that people can connect to versus yeah. Your name, I don't know if everyone can connect to that. And mm, yeah. there's so many different types of people in A Silent Voice. There's so many different characters that do things and act a certain way. And we all know people like that. Or, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a little more easier to connect with A Silent Voice. But I felt pulled to your name a little bit more. Hmm. Fair enough. Okay. Could just be that I had a long day. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I should just watch them both again. Yeah, I, I I do genuinely feel like, even though I gave it a four and a half, I do feel like that could go up knowing exactly what to expect going in. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and just uh, provide the actual appropriate review <laughs> and <laughs> give this a five out of five. Yeah, no. Um. Honestly... This film was so effective in terms of being able to translate the experiences that I bet can be rather difficult to effectively translate in like just any type of story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As authentically as this film did to showcase the real humanity of the characters where yes, some of them are reprehensible like what what's the term I'm looking for um are not irredeemable. Irredeemable. Or like they've done some fucked up shit. But you still see them as human beings that are flawed, and if you learn, yeah, I know, right? But if you found out something about them that really explains why they behave the way they do, it's like, well, what you did is still fucked up, but I get why you're like this, and I kind of feel for you in a way, just do better, you fuckhead, type of deal. But it is one of those situations where, because as an animated film, it's able to translate that, not just in the writing, but in the performances and the presentation and everything of that nature, it's just a well-made just work of art. And yeah. I didn't see anything major in terms of the flaws. And I can understand it is a bit of a long movie, but maybe I'm just used to like long forms of like media and stuff. I don't, but I, I didn't find an issue with it. There's a difference really between. It's long, it's just the pacing feels kind of slow. And it's like, mm. I, I just think, which is funny because I feel like the pacing is slow, but I feel like there could have been more added to the movie. Which is bizarre. So I, yeah. I guess because there's like characters that are the way that they are, and you don't know why. Like mm-hmm. with Shoya, he's a little a hole in <laughs> sixth grade. Yeah, and it doesn't really need to be explained why he's a little a hole. It's just kind of like you kind of gather that he's just trying to be cool. He's trying to be the class clown. Yeah, he's he's, he's, in, he's a kid but at that he, age. Like, yeah, realizes that's not okay later yeah. on and makes amends for it. Versus it doesn't really give me, anyone else the chance me, to me, have that Mickey, same Mickey. Yeah. She's just a little biatch. And you never know you don't, you don't know why. The, and she doesn't change. And maybe and maybe that's like part, maybe she, that's the reason for them like uh, that's I would, a reason for that in the movie. I, I wouldn't like say some she people doesn't, just don't change. Right. Well but, I wouldn't say she doesn't change. Like she She doesn't really well, though. Well, okay, so th- she does feel sorry for the fact that Shoka went through all the shit she did and but she's still like, I hate you. No, you're thinking of Naoka. 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 Okay, sorry. Miki is the blonde hair one that's okay, very passive. Naoka. Yeah, okay, so if you're talking so, about Naoka... Uh, yeah, so Naoka, uh, it's, it's... She has a very, turning point in the Miki very, very as end. as much as Taylor does. 
She, but, that motherfucker. <laughs> oh gosh, she's. I, she, I did not like her. She is mean. She never changed. <laughs> she she has a very brief bit of having a turning point at the very end because one thing there, that happens yeah, is Shoko that Shoko oh. waits at the train station yep. for her like every, every single, single time. Like, bitch, I'm here. Yeah, you can't <laughs> avoid you can't avoid this. Exactly. Um, yeah, you're going to face this, and it, that's actually where. So when um, Shoya wait, we're going backwards. Shoya know. wakes <laughs> up from his coma. Mm-hmm. Shoko has almost has made amends. With everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, almost for him. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. Um, Nauka, I really didn't hate so much because un- <laughs> unlike Miki, I think Nauka gets the chance to express why she sucks. Like, <laughs> I, I got to, as much as she still sucked, I got to kind of understand why she was such a bitch. Like, yeah. I can't think of a different word to describe her than Why? That. What? Because she Cause hates her, change. Yeah, her entire world got, like, turned upside down. All of us, and I'm not saying that's okay. She ends like, right, rolling right. her eyes. Right, I'm just right, trying right. to explain the characters. Right. Like, um, her world gets turned upside down, and she, all of a sudden she saw she her friends. She spanked enough as a kid. <laughs> Okay. Damn. <laughs> yeah. She uh, got slapped the fuck up, though. She got slapped the fuck that, up. Is that okay? No. like, But but whereas Miki is just, Miki is just kind of like a snakey Mother, little... Yes! Little fucking and, and she motherfucker. And she doesn't get that same explanation as to why she's doing that. She just kind of is Probably that a way. privileged little... She did get yeah. called out there. It is, it's well, she's like... That, it's alluded to that she is a privileged girl. Yeah. Like, well, it's like that. Yeah, she's a smart girl type of girl. Maybe that's what yeah. it is. Like, with Shoya and with Miki, like... I feel like it's pretty easy to kind of tell, like, why they are the way they are. Yeah. But with Noka, it's not. She's, like, just me. She's just, like, very resistant to change and just, like, didn't like the idea of her, like, mini paradise being, like, like, disrupted. And then she also, she also, like, it seems like comes from this, um, like, protector type mindset of, like, this is her, these are her friends. Mm -hmm. This is her core friend group. And this person came in. And whether it's their fault or not... Now her friend group is crumbling. Yeah, and yeah. so she comes in and is like, "You came in and you can't choose. You don't get to choose the way that you are, but we all have to kind of compensate for you." And now our friend group is shattering. And now, yeah. I could just and she also, she, it's also, that, but... it also is alluded to to the fact that Nauka wants Shoya and his two original friends. I don't even remember their names. Yeah, yeah. To become friends again because he. Well, let's not takes... talk about the fact that uh, she is the reason. That everyone started to hate Shoya. Right? So, well, yes, no, actually, we could go no, back actually, and... We could something go back. that we haven't... No, actually, something that we actually haven't talked about is the shitty fucking teacher in the beginning. Oh, Dude, oh, that oh, guy yeah, was yeah. a fucking... He's, he's... God uh, damn. He's actually the real reason, because he's yeah, the one he, that said, oh. I, know, I know that you're the one that is bullying her, Shoya. Then why the fuck Shoka? didn't you do shit, yeah. you fucking... Oh, yeah. my uh, God. Anyways, we well, can go back yeah. and... Just, it, it does yeah. highlight an important point. Where and it's kind of marked up several times throughout the film that it's not just the perpetrators themselves, but the the failures of others. Bystanders. Yeah, the bystanders, the failures of others not, not going that, in and doing something. Up. About it. Like if yeah. you see somebody doing something well, wrong or bullying. Not somebody, only that, it's safe. It's I think it's also we assume that people of in authority, like a like a teacher, yeah. would step in and do something. Nope. But in this in this story, the teacher like actively shrugs it off until it's almost like. He's now in trouble because this kid left. The right. Class, and now he's pinning it on Shoya, who yeah. is a part of it, but 
he's a bystander to it all. He just lets yeah. it happen throughout God, the whole. Like, dude, there's multiple times of him saying like, "Show you, knock it off," but like he's like actively dude, bullying this girl. Not only that, but there's this one point where you just tell he's just a. a General douche in the first place. Cause Disconnected the, and... Because there's a point where Nako's like reading off this uh, text and he's like, why are you reading it like a five-year-old such as down type of deal? I'm like, Dale! scene and then when... Oh, yeah, no. That oh, dude. Scene, Ooh. Was just a little yeah. Dude, there's just points where it just like hits... This, ugh. this was a great movie for discussion, but this is so fucking sad. This <laughs> episode. I, I feel like it's going to be so sad. Right. Well... And it might be confusing listening... If for anyone has a scene, <laughs> hopefully you guys have watched it. But can understand to kind of add in some concluding thoughts. If you really appreciate a story that has some pretty heavy emotional depth, but just is fantastic and creating like characters to connect with, and just a story of like redemption and just like being able to grow as a person, then this is like one of the best like animated stories I've seen of yeah. showcasing this. Like, holy shit, this is great. I agree. Yeah, yeah. this I is also fucking think, I also all the anime that, that I've seen. Well, I also think <laughs> even, even anime aside, I think that it tells a pretty important lesson. It teaches a pretty important lesson, which mm-hmm. is that like, you know... I it, kind of forgot that I was watching an anime movie while watching this. Boom! That's how you know it was a good anime. Yeah, you forgot yeah, you were watching anime. Yeah. yeah. What? I think... I. I think this the message is really important. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. For sure. And fantastic message. Like, holy shit. Like, super important. For sure. Yeah. Well, well, I've had an entire... Yeah. No. <laughs> what is the drink water <laughs> You know, we got so busy talking about, oh, all the dark shit in this movie <laughs> that I didn't even pour myself a second drink. Yeah, I just finished well, my I first it, one. We I, finished, about some I think dark I'm like, shit. I'm like, one, like four fifths of, like, of the way done. Like, I got like a the sip first or two. one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I finished mine really quick and then I just was sucked into the deep, dark void that is uh, <laughs> all the content that's in this movie. Yeah. yeah well. I've had two, and I started on my glass of wine. Yeah, this motherfucker here is like like pre-gaming over here, like damn. <laughs> I can't talk about dark shit like this and not drink. Next time, can't be mixed drinks because then we have to mix it. Before. <laughs> yeah, that's the only bad thing about it. Right, unless it's like pre-mix but, everything. You know, Sakai Sunrise. I needed to add a little sunshine to this dark movie. <laughs> I also feel like it's not all that dark. Overall, it's it, pretty dark. It, it has a lot of dark moments, but there's levity. Okay, that we could continue. <laughs> on well, this has been Cinema Hangover. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. for listening, everybody. Catch you later. Bye. Peace. Hey, everyone. If you want more Cinema Hangover, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We also post episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. If you have any movie suggestions or questions, drop a comment on any of our social medias. Also, if you have any drink recommendations, be sure to let us know. And again, thank you for listening.